Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Hi everyone. Uh, today is going to be a catch-up session for us. Um, since it's the summertime so first of all happy summer uh we are going to have our regular guests returning after summer vacation because everyone's on holiday so we figured why not just uh us three do like a random chit chat since um a lot of the audience member um seem to always enjoy these random chit chats so um i will start first with the first question which is all on a minute hang on a minute Right, since this is so chilled out, I'm just going to come in straight away, right? Because, like, Long Long brought this to my attention, but I actually knew it, like, before, which is, like, you know, a lot of the audience think that we can just pick up a phone, right, and call anybody onto the show, and we can't. Like, if anybody thinks that um, there is a guest that, you know, you think has got a really great story, you know, like... You know worth coming onto the podcast i would like really encourage like the audience to reach out to us personally on instagram right and like like make like facilitate that because actually you know you guys know because we work on a podcast together but i guess the audience doesn't know that it takes a lot of time to get guests on you know the the process generally uh for people that aren't aware is we have to brainstorm who we want to get on. Then we have to kind of like agree, okay, this would be a good guest. And there are varying factors on what makes a good guest. Um, and then we have to reach out to them. So usually that's via Instagram or email or, or, or through a person that knows that person. Then we have to like arrange a call with that person and like get to hear their story like in one go. So as you guys know, the podcast is like one hour, 45 minutes, right? That pre-call itself for me every time is like at least two hours, if not two and a half hours. And then we, and then from that, we base the questions and then we have to reschedule the, the actual call for the recording. So it's actually a lot of like work, but yeah, I just find it funny sometimes, you know, people say you should get this eye, you should get that guy on. And it's like, yeah, like I'm already working my ass. Why don't you talk about the people that try to come onto the podcast? Um, who's tried <laughs> to come on the podcast? I don't know. No, we've had yeah. a few. Who? The ones which are like, um, if you would like us, I mean, if you would like this person to come on the podcast, please do this. But it's like, no, thank you. We never asked for you. And there are, and there are, and there are some people, by the way, that you guys ask us, and I. I and I know, like, I'm not going to say names, but just quite frankly, we just don't get on with them. <laughs> so, no might, so we just say, like, we don't say no. We just say, oh, that would be a good guess. But we're like, nah. Now you can say that and then I'll name the person. <laughs> I <think laughs> well, I I'm not the one with the problems, one. generally. <laughs> Should we do geographic region where this person is based? <laughs> well... <laughs> then it will be pretty obvious i think yeah but i would say that both you girls are pretty consistent 
as and, in like and hating people. you don't like that person both of you generally don't like that person yeah 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 it does say a lot it does say a lot they're a dick <laughs> no it says a lot that me and Jacqueline just hate people <laughs> but then I, but then I would say also you know like it, it's like I interact with some of these people as well right and I swear like there is a difference just on I, I can only put it down to the fact that you guys are girls right and in Jacqueline's case a young girl and so I think people especially in Jacqueline's case do, do you find that Jack like people try and take advantage of you oh yeah I mean, I've said it during um, when we interviewed Austin. If you guys haven't heard of that episode, go back and listen to it. Like, I know this is kind of off on the tangent, but even when I'm walking into boutiques, um, the experience that I get isn't what you like would expect or what you would imagine walking into a boutique would be like. So I, I feel um, often that I'm at a disadvantage walking into the boutique by myself and people not taking me seriously and the same thing with um yeah like reaching out to people um I mean we always start with the best intentions right but then maybe I'm also just very sensitive when it comes to communication um but like whenever people don't reply or uh say things that are a little bit rude where it could be interpreted that way I often get that response and then I share it with the group and um and then oftentimes like Daniel or like whoever would reach out to the same person and the person responds like a 360 like or not 360 180 um completely different or in a different attitude so I always think that maybe it's my problem but also, maybe it's just because of my age or, yeah, people don't really take me seriously. I mean, you guys don't take me seriously. Sometimes. No, I definitely don't. I, I would take you seriously <laughs> if you wore... Which an, I don't mind. If you, if, you, if you wore a t-shirt which had your, like, Instagram pictures on there, yeah, your Instagram profile pics, a dose of time, and then you, you walk into a boutique with that, and then people would take you seriously. Because yeah. I, I think... I think there's still that like I need wait I need to tell you oh wait sorry um I just thought of something I went to Dubai last summer around this time and it's so freaking hot there right so I walked into the Longyear boutique wearing like flip-flops and like a tank top and nobody like approached me or asked me about stuff um until I started talking and 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 then they were like oh okay so, I mean, I walk, maybe it's also because of how I dress. I mean, I'm always on vacation when I go to boutiques because there's no boutique here where I live. So, like, whether I'm going to Europe or the States or, like, I'm always on vacation. So, I dress very casually. And um, I straight up your age because, like, demographic that buy these watches, right? You're so, I mean, I would have a guess that it's a minority, right? And yeah. at the end of the day, it's about do you have the spending power? Do they believe you have the spending power? Right. Okay. Can, I, can I tell you a story? So, no, wait, but like for you, people that don't have... know what you look like, though, right? Okay. Does, yeah. like, a, a ton of oh, listeners also, don't know what I, you look like. Yeah. Okay. Jack also, is a I giant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, like, yeah, I'm really tall, but then my face hasn't really aged. If you look at my yeah. baby photo, 
like my voice my my face if you look at my baby photos like when I was six I looked the same relatively just uh like two sizes larger or whatever and like um yeah people don't take me seriously and the thing is like, I don't like know I'm what... in junior high or I don't know I don't know what you're like but like I swear if you put your hair down you probably look a bit older and so we said yeah. I'll see you with your hair up and you look like like two <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay okay but can I just know from the way you describe yourself right like okay I was on holiday so I was wearing this can you describe to people listening so what do you usually oh, wear well, what I was wearing oh yeah I was gonna go into the story but then okay should I go into the story then because I was gonna say like how are you guys how have we been and then I was gonna no, talk no, no. I'll go into your story and then you can ask me later yeah how are okay, you well yeah. Well, okay. I intended to start the podcast by asking. Okay, so how have I been? Um, I was in uh, Europe recently uh, at the beginning of um, July, and uh, I caught COVID. But anyways, I recovered. Now, now I'm good. Um, but the only thing that I kind of was sad on was how I missed Roger Smith. But I mean, you guys knew. Like I said hi to him. I literally couldn't speak. So, um, how, how gutted were you? I was pretty sad because I had always, I mean, I, I, I've watched his videos and I know he speaks really well and I'm looking into British watchmaking now, like Charles Frotcham and whatever. So I wanted to have that conversation and also a mutual friend wanted to like ask a question that I didn't have the chance to ask, but if we get him on again, I can ask. Um, on the mutual friend's behalf um anyways I was in Europe and uh just ran casually and then I had to go pick up my um a watch that I had sent in for service last November and this was at Patek Philippe in the mm-hmm. Geneva salon so to answer Long's question what do I wear when I'm on vacation first of all Europe had a heat wave Okay. And you guys know, so, I mean, you guys know, but for those who don't know me personally, I do, I don't do well <laughs> in heat. Um, I sweat really easily. And then my face gets all like really hot and red. And I look like I've been drinking and get sunburned really easily. So um, when I got to Geneva, it was so hot. Like the entire week was 36, 37, no wind. Okay. So it's like you're baking in, in, in the sun. And, um, I got to my hotel. I literally showered, put on a pair of shorts, um, denim shorts, a t-shirt and a white shirt. And then I took my camera, my bag and my wallet. And I had just washed my hair. So my hair was wet. Um, I didn't really blow dry. I put it up in a bun because like, can you imagine wearing your hair down in that heat? So I looked too, and um, I went into the Geneva salon and (laughs) to pick up my watch, I had an appointment. I walk in and I mean, have you guys been to the Geneva salon? So so there's a, okay. So to those who, haven't been there it's the I mean it's the Patek store and there's obviously a security door so when you enter you stand in this security door and then you're supposed to like take your mask off look at the camera and then the security guard presses a button lets you in so I did that 
I go in and then you stand at the, uh, they have a front desk type thing. And, um, and then there's the showroom. So, so a girl walks over and be like, hello, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm looking for uh, the person that I had an appointment with. And, and she was like, oh, uh, you're looking for her? Like, for what? I'm like, I have an appointment to pick up my watch. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they call, what's your name? And then, okay, my name is Jacqueline. They call and then she comes down and and then everything is fine. But then for the first 30 seconds, the girl was wondering like, wait, who do you have an appointment? Why does she have an appointment with you? What do you want? Um, So I guess I don't look like their typical clientele. And then, so they're... um, uh their client uh advisor comes down who I have an appointment with and then I haven't seen her in a long time so oh my god it's really nice to meet you and then we went to pick up my watch and whatever um and then everything was fine but I went to the showroom like she brought me to the third floor or second floor third floor and there were booths uh where um sales representatives were, were showing um clients watches and I certainly did not fit in because people were wearing like very um well yeah you can tell the brand and whatever and they were uh listening to minute repeaters and whatnot I was just there to pick up my watch so I picked up my watch I was really happy and then she was like oh what what else can I do for you I said well I want to look at the new releases and because she's the service, like the client service representative, she's not a sales representative. She couldn't show me. So she's like, okay, let me um, call a colleague. And I only found out later that the person, the lady she called was like a senior position sales person at the salon. And the same thing, like they were speaking in French, but I could kind of pick up what they were saying. She was trying to um, introduce me and tell like my background to the sales representative and then I regret so much when I met her I just feel like okay next time I go to Patek maybe I should dress up a little bit because she looked at me and she was like okay (laughs) what do you want to see I'm like can I see these but then it was I mean you talk about first impressions I guess first impressions are important um I just didn't take it that seriously and then it was after yeah they get to know you and <laughs> she was like oh what are you in for I said I'm here to pick up my 3940 for service and then she's like, oh my god you really know your stuff I'm like yeah well thank you but I don't look like <laughs> um but then she gave me her card and whatever so that's the second time um so that's and then uh, I guess going on from there, so I was in Europe for a little bit. I caught COVID. I came back and I was really sick, but um, now I'm all better. But I think I think impressions do count, especially. I don't know. I would say in Europe they do as well. Like very, they count for a bit. You know, I was brought up yeah. in Europe, so I would. I, I don't know about everybody else listening to the podcast, but 
my general impression was that America was always very dressed down, very casual compared to, um, you know, England. Yeah. Like not just in. Um, no, it's true. Clothing. It's that the way you speak as well, it's the way North true. Americans speak, it's a lot more, yeah, just just casual. And, you know, there was that kind of, yeah, impression, that stereotype, I guess. I think another t- typical stereotype for young Asian kids or students is like you dress in um like street fashion right like very a lot of hype stuff and that's also not me like I just dress very like very um earth tone because it's so hot but I was wearing flip-flops and I was wearing shorts I probably shouldn't have worn shorts um so basically like um um like an explorer yeah i literally look like i went hiking no, so, like yeah, 30 minutes like, ago sounds like you were you belonged to the beach in thailand or something yeah i guess wait can i tell another story well yeah. like um yeah. you have been away for like weeks so you yeah, are well, allowed well, air this, time. well this isn't something that happened recently this was a few years ago um <laughs> i also <laughs> misdressed for an occasion um <laughs> It was the Royal Ascot, and my my friend invited me to the Royal Ascot, and I forget the seating, but it was basically like where the the esteemed guests or the royalties were were sitting. Like we were one chamber away from where the queen was sitting, and um, so the rule and I didn't plan to go to the Royal Ascot. I was in London for internship, and my friend happened to be invited so she brought me as her plus one and then so I had one day I had literally like one morning to find a hat a dress and <laughs> heels and I don't wear heels um I thought you were gonna say you don't wear a hat uh, the hat's no, more ridiculous to. yeah you have to so I remember like going on google I had just got to London not even a few days I had no idea where I was going and I was trying on a bunch of hats and they were so expensive. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I even go? Like for one day, that hat is like <laughs> 2,000 pounds, okay? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And and so anyways, and I had to buy a dress. I had to buy um, a pair <laughs> of heels. And so I'm like, okay, I'm good for real ascot tomorrow. I arrive. And at the entrance, they're like, Miss, we can't let you in. I'm like, why? <laughs> I have a hat. <laughs> they're like, your dress is too short. Um, Royal Ascot, your dr- uh, the ladies, uh, the dress has to be um, below the knee or at the knee. Mine was maybe like an inch above the knee. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, so I bought the wrong dress. Like, I don't know. I've never been to Royal Ascot before. So then the <laughs> the assistant of my friend had to like bribe <laughs> my way in verbally bribe um, and be like, we have business meetings, like we're running late. And then and so, so I went in and then, so I was under, I, I misstressed for that. And then as soon as I got in, I was like, I regret this. I should have just, okay, my dress is too short. Okay, let me go back. Because I was standing on those heels 
for like four hours and literally my feet I couldn't move at the end of the day so badly that the chauffeur the driver had to bring my sneakers from the parking lot (laughs) so I could live like I, I could breathe I literally couldn't feel my feet my feet felt like chicken feet you know just like so stiff and then um <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that I, I saw a video because this was summer yeah it was a few years ago I saw the story that I had like uh storied a few years ago because Instagram re- reminds you right and there was a video of me in front of like royalty basically <laughs> Can you send this to us? I want to see it. I'll send it to the group. I've seen this picture of you. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this picture. No, but you haven't seen the video. The the, the okay. photo was like a forceful smile, but the video was literally me like in front of Royal Ascot on the grass because I couldn't stand on cement anymore. I needed yeah. somewhere soft to, <laughs> to to feel my feet, putting on socks and putting on sneakers. I'll send the group. I'll, I'll send the video later in the group. I just Um, can't even imagine you like that. I can't imagine you in a dress, like, period. Why? I just can't. I can imagine you wearing, like, um, you know when they do, like, suits, but for women, and it's, like, really cool and stuff? That's what I can imagine you in. I've worn those. You wear a lot of, like, Dior. Yeah, I wore a suit to a Dior. uh, I I wore a Dior suit to a Bulgari (laughs) event, and... um, with with my friend but like that that was because it was hollywood themed and everybody was wearing these fancy dresses i'm like where am i gonna get a fancy dress i don't have the time so then i just wore a your suit jacket huh? halloween, halloween costume i <laughs> could have worked oh my god that night i saw um chris jenner kate yeah. uh, hudson Mm-hmm. and her husband I saw a lot of celebrities that night yeah. and then they were all like um wearing stuff that could have been holly Hol- um Halloween costumes <laughs> so yeah I'll, I'll send I'll send the video later of me putting on socks but God, when I when I hear you talk about like this and like what you're wearing and what, what's going through your head I actually think to myself Oh, I wouldn't mind being Jacqueline because you're actually cool. Like if I saw you, okay, if I didn't know you and I saw you walk in and you were like this with your hair was wet and then blah, 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 blah. And then I heard you speak. I'll be like, okay, she obviously has more important things to do in her life than to dry, <laughs> than to dry her hair and like choose an outfit. But that's what and I would then, think. And then I wore the same outfit to see Kari Wooselin. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> And I feel like it was so hot. And I feel like I went to his atelier and people were like, what are you doing here? And I was looking at my dial and whatever. Well, and- what are they wearing if it's so okay. hot? Yeah, I have a legitimate question. You are like tw- in uh, mid-20s, let's say. Yeah. Older- yeah, right? Everyone in their mid-20s now, I'm not even trying to make fun of you, but it's like you only see two types of people. People who wear... Okay, let's say girls. That this is what what's going on. Like the crop top, yeah, and then the and then like the pants are kind of baggy or like high waisted baggy, and then sneakers, and then the bag that's like the auntie, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then a bucket hat or a no hat. And then you have to clip your hair using the auntie clip as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the fashion now. Yeah. So I'm like, what do people actually wear if they don't wear that? <laughs> what I wear, which is way too casual uh, for, I guess, appointments. But I mean, like when when we meet, like, I guess I'll dress up for like dinner occasions. But when I'm just every day about I wear like Lululemon stuff and um, like that's all I wear especially during the summer so yeah I'm going through a a wardrobe replacement kind of phase right now like like because you know Shanghai was in in lockdown so for such a long time and when we say lockdown you know the food was well, it was always accessible, but it's just really, really expensive for just very mundane stuff. So it just, I just stuck to the basics and just worked out at home. So I've been on this like, like losing weight thing for a couple of months now. And I've maintained it, even though Shanghai, so a lot of my clothes are just not going to fit anymore. So I need a, a wardrobe replacement. And you well, know, I'm, you I'm looking for like again, timeless yeah. stuff. Huh? What have you put on the weight again? <laughs> Because I, I think it just looks like when you wear generally, right? I was looking at, well, I've been looking at suits again, you know, okay. looking at bespoke suits and trying to find like a really good tailor here in Shanghai. If anybody like knows one, like please hit me up so that I can check them out. Um, but basically, I guess it's the same, right? For girls. Like you see this suit in an Instagram picture and you think, wow, that looks great. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Okay, well, or like you, you see this person in an outfit and you think they look great, yeah? Yeah. But I swear, I swear, 80%, 90%, actually, I'd say, it's, yeah, about 80% of it, yeah. It's because the person looks great, you know, their body's yeah, great. Yeah, but that's what I think. You think you think the clothes look great? Every time I see well, one I of think, those- Well, I think, oh, that looks good. But then as a guy, I, I like, you think, I, in my mind, previously, I was like, yeah, I can look that good. Yeah, with a yeah. good tailor, but you can't, right? And uh-huh. and then obviously the probably the last twenty percent is actually do the clothes look good, right? Do they work together? But so I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to put the weight back on now. I just, yeah, I just live yeah. a little, okay, so, eat some good food. Yeah, so dad I'm is pretty, going I mean, yeah, pretty, to still eating pretty well. Okay, generally, uh, right now I'm in that mode where I don't really want to eat anything that. I'm just so focused right now. <laughs> you don't want yeah. to eat anything tasty. I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm going through this whole like, yeah, I've been looking at suits. I've been, you know, I've been looking for new things to collect or get into. And I've been looking at pens. I've been looking at fragrances. I'm just, yeah. So it's, it's a bit random right now. But yeah, it is a little break from from watches, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not much. I was, I, was, I was on the phone to you yesterday, Lung. Like I was saying, you know, I mean, I'm just wearing the Fitbit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, because there's no need. I haven't even been out to see anybody really. Like I've maybe just just one friend for a so cigar. Shanghai, Shanghai is opened, right? Uh, Shanghai is open, but the restrictions are basically you work to get into anywhere you need a 72 hour COVID test right okay. uh which means because like of how it works it's really a two-day thing so every two days you're having to go out to get your COVID test now to facilitate that um you have the compound that you live in if it's a good compound 
they actually arrange it for you and then you go down at like i don't know six six o'clock to 8 30 and you get it done and then you're good for like another two days if you mm. don't have that service then you actually have to go out to look for it mm. and they are very accessible but it's just a chore you know so what you're actually doing is that you're planning ahead and thinking okay like i'm going to be away for three days here mm-hmm. um if i take it now that means i'm going to have to take it again during my three days away so let's take it this so you're having to plan ahead and sometimes you just you like like let's say like today for example i'll say tomorrow i don't plan on going out that i'm not going to take it and so you don't go out uh-huh. so there's a le- less more spontaneity yeah and there is still that like prang about you know, if I get it or someone near me gets it, yeah, then your compound is completely locked down. And it's like for like at least a couple of days before they like say, yeah. Be be safe out there because also like I caught COVID twice. This is my second time. And this is my, um, um, the new variant. It's called BA5. It's basically a sub variant of Omicron. Mm-hmm. And so far it's, I didn't expect to feel so weak and like helpless from it um just two days ago i think three days ago i tested negative after yeah more than two weeks so it was it was really bad like all the symptoms it was fever muscle fatigue sore throat coughing um headache heartburn um just like everything that you can think of uh loss of sense of smell or taste and all at all together and but how's it compared to the flu oh it's much worse because you're you're so weak like you're literally fatigued the entire time you have no strength and i lost my voice for 10 days i couldn't speak my mom had to move down to the basement um so be be safe out there (laughs) I know it's summer, so everybody's like vacationing, mm. but yeah, just be safe. It sounds scary, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Long Long, how have you been? Uh, oh, so I caught COVID as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but COVID was like a lot better than I expected. I actually thought it was better than my, (laughs) yeah, I know. But honestly, Mike, like when I got COVID, so I got Omicron and it was actually better than my normal flu. So I had a sore throat. Okay. So the day that, so basically I had to fly from Singapore back to Hong Kong and then I get my PCR result in the morning. And then my flight was like, I think at two. So I'm like sitting there, I have a sore throat, but I was like, oh, it's okay. Because I just had so much fried food. I haven't been sleeping. So I was like, whatever. I got the results and it said, oh, and then it said uh, positive, right? So I was like, okay, like, well, thank God I didn't fly because I don't want to go to that Penny Bay prison place in Hong Kong, yeah. right? So I was like, yay. Okay. Just, um, I need to like move and then I need to start my quarantine. Um. And then in Singapore, you don't report to anyone. So you don't have to like, you have to like, uh, whatever thing that you want to upload into the app, you do it. But otherwise, I was like, okay, getting tons of medicine and being like, okay, I'm ready to just like die in bed for like a week, right? 
So I was just waiting and waiting. And then I was like, no, I actually feel fine. <laughs> like, yeah. feel fine. Had good appetite. Like, was just completely okay. I just felt sleepy all the time. Like, like wake up, eat breakfast, wanted to take a nap. Eat yeah. lunch, wanted yeah. to take a nap. Yeah. But then was- you then you didn't have any like the fatigue stuff because I was also sleepy yeah. because I was so weak. Yeah, but there wasn't like no fever, nothing. But have you had like what what are your what's your jab situation? I had all my jabs. I'm very up to date with my jabs. Yeah. I, I don't um, even I hate saying this because I, I've also taken all my jabs, right? And I don't want to be like it doesn't work. But honestly, because of like the timing of me taking the jab and me getting it was exactly about four weeks, so a month. So the jab would have kicked in already, right? Yeah. And then yeah. seeing Jack like getting it before and then getting vaccinated and then getting it again. It no, kind of it was like, getting vaccinated, yeah. getting getting a booster and then getting yeah. it again. Yeah, and it kind of makes me go, oh, I don't even know if it works. Yeah, at this point, it, like it mutates so quickly. Yeah. So the strain is um, the most, um, yeah, like the easiest to transmit. And it's it, it basically avoids all your antibodies. It's so good at avoiding yeah. your antibody. Um We'd be so screwed, yeah, if it was like 28 days later. Like this virus, like, like uh, you know, made you into a zombie. Like, yeah, those films are so real because that's exactly what would happen. You know, mm-hmm. it would spread so that, yeah, everybody in the world, or what's that? Uh, I am legend, right? Yeah. Like, you ain't got a chance, have you? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about the productivity lost due to COVID, I'm not talking enforced governmental, like, policy. I'm talking about like you jack you actually couldn't there's no way you could do any work right yeah i could like yeah the productivity loss and the fact that you had all your vaccinations and you still get it like well you can still go and get it again and again and again because no, it's mutating, this right? is what i mean right like i was so sure that at least when i got it the first time um that you know nothing to worry about and now i got the second time and it's so bad and now i'm worried like what if it mutates again and then you get another so uh, who knows like everyone experiences this differently right like with the immune system and body whatever but this i am so convinced about the the first wave of covid in hong kong was when dan first came to hong kong the first time so that was about like 2019 2020 and I was, I never took a single vaccination shot. I was like super late. I only took it in 2021. Never took anything. Yeah, I'm the um, same. I was the same. Yeah. I wasn't deliberately avoiding it, but I was always thinking in my head, anyways, I'm going to go back to Singapore. So I want to take the whole set in Singapore. And then I always told myself, knowing how easily I get sick, I think every three months or four, six months, I'll get one major like wave of like, sore throat flu blah 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 so I just told myself that year okay you just have to stay happy sleep enough that's it and that's all I did I took off my mask all the time like when we were eating I never went out of my way to not go out I went out every single day and I lived like my life to the maximum I think and then I never got it and then now I think about how careful I was flying and uh, basically like recently the past few months and 
what has changed with myself and my habits, right? The only thing has that has changed that I think made me get it right was uh, men like mentally exhausted and physically flying. I think those are the two things that changed because I always like underestimated how much your mental health was linked to like how you just felt your immune you know? system. Yeah, immune system and even like being sad can affect everything. I and I never thought about that. So I actually went out less and I actually was more careful with like how I washed my hands and everything and I still caught it. So I and I all because I slept less, I traveled, like traveled as in it, not the traveling part, but that it exhausted me flying and waking up to fly and all this stuff. And then that's when I realized like, okay, uh, it's always going to be there, like just floating around, like the germs are everywhere. And I can, the minimum I can do is just get the vaccine. But then um, actually most of it comes down to like my mental health and how much I sleep. It sounds like a lot of like, like very no, bullshit, right? No. But I really think so. No, but what about like the places you're going to? Yeah, because you, like you're in Hong Kong. So the cases have always been really low. So mm-hmm. what about like the places you were traveling? Was it unregulated? Singapore was really high. Like, really yeah, so that also increases your chance of getting it, your yeah. contact with it, right? Yeah. In Hong Kong. That is true, yeah. You are, I mean, we know in Hong Kong, right? Central, yeah. the Hong Kong Island side is, has late, way less cases than local side. Yeah. You're yeah. always in the, and now where you're staying now. Yeah. You, you, know, it's, you know, it's really not going to be that prevalent, right? Yeah, but you know why I also started thinking about this? Like Dan knows I've been getting crazy body aches. Like the like I'm going to Cairo basically again later. And then I just couldn't fix it for a while. So I started reading a lot of stuff about this. And then there's a lot of like, I'm not sure how true this is, right? But they're saying that just putting stress on your body through men- like mentally, being sad, stressed, any kind of bad emotion, naturally your hips like you can't feel this because the movement is so small, but a lot of this pain gets trapped in your hips and your spine. And then over time, you're always like, why, why is my muscle tired? Why am I sore? I'm not even like an athlete, like what's going on. And uh, they're saying that a lot of it is just trapped in your body. And then when I went to the Cairo, I never said this to her and I never told her this. And she was just like, why are you so tight? And so on and so on. Then she was like, hey, are you okay? Like what's going on in your life? So obviously I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? And then then she also explained this to me. She said, I work with a lot of these um, um, like mental hospitals and my job is to release this. And a lot of people have seen connections where it's been released. So through physically like cracking the bones, like releasing all this tension, they have been able to verbalize all this stuff that they kept inside for a while. So this is, she said, this is really common. So she told me that if it's not working, like the physical side, you need to really examine, like you have other issues that you need to like get out of your system. And maybe I'm like, not the only outlet that you need to go to. So I was like, whoa. Okay. Well, I, it's funny you bring that up because last week, yeah, I was on a call with my uncle who's a yeah. psychiatrist, a consultant yeah. psychiatrist, right? He was one of the top um, psychiatrists in Hong Kong. Yeah. Now lives in Australia. And we weren't talking about this, but he, we were just having a general chat. And he's saying that, um, you know, if you see a psychologist, because I was, mm-hmm. I was actually asking, what's the difference, man, psychiatrist mm-hmm. and psychologist? You know, I always get them too mixed up. And mm-hmm. he said, like, the psychologist helps more with the emo- emotional well-being. 
of you, mm -hmm. right? And he says the research recently has been showing that just by doing that, having your emotions addressed and your mental state in where it should be, mm -hmm. actually can get rid of physical pain. Okay. Yeah. That's, cool. yeah. that's amazing, right? He said yeah, it's like, really cool. it can like every, like it definitely lessens it. But what it is, is our brain matches certain scenarios with pain that can, that physical pain and we can feel pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he was like, he said, um, happiness. He said like, you, what you have to do, Daniel, is you need to find mechanisms that bring you happiness every single day. He says it's like an account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you um, have too many negative things happening in your life, yeah. You're going to go into um, like a deficit. You're going to be in the red. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to get problems. That's when the problems start happening. But if you do things within the day, in the morning and in the evening, and he says, if you do it in the evening, then you're yeah. going to sleep better. And I think yeah. you guys, you two know more about that because you guys don't sleep very well. Right. Yeah. If something, especially if something happens just before you sleep, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're yeah. kind of screwed, aren't you? Like, mm -hmm. But he said, like, if you if you do something good that makes you positive and happy, then it can actually linger onto your dreams and linger in into the morning. So you wake up feeling like, like really happy. And he said, like, it's stuff like because I told him the stuff I'm doing. He yeah. said, like, OK, so reading is obviously something you find enjoyment in, you know, uh, listening to music that can mm -hmm. really influence your mood. Yeah. Um, and then he said, the more you can add in throughout the day then um you'll be like the other way you'll be in the black mm -hmm. considerably and so you won't be in that precarious position mm -hmm. um so it was like really really interesting what he was saying so interesting mm -hmm. yeah okay, so it's like a bank account yeah yeah he said treat it like a bank account but it does is that like make that. me think like what about those people who don't have people to share with yeah, that's what I'm also thinking. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like, well, first of all, like, I didn't know it until he told me. So I think it's why you should go and seek a medical professional, right? He said, he said, like, the psychiatrist won't be able to help you. So unless they are actually trained, because most of the training won't encompass that emotional side. Um, that's, you know, psychiatrist doesn't do that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, they give you the medication, you know, they get you on your way pretty quick, but they don't do that side. Yeah. And it's not like you need to see psychologists like every single week or anything, but mm -hmm. he said like, you know, when he offers us that services on his, uh, um, on his patients, maybe he just checks in like once every six months or once every three months with them and they make an appointment and then they're good to go. And he just makes notes and just maintains them. So yeah, all very, very, you know, this stuff like fascinates me, you know, the, the yeah, power yeah. of the mind and stuff. It also fascinates me, but, um, I always think like, okay, say we understand this, right? But yeah. like Jack said, what if you're someone listening to this and then you go, okay, I get it. Now, who can I call? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, maybe like exposing yourself, finding what you enjoy or makes you happy, right? And incorporating those in your own lifestyle. That's in your control, right? So you can do that. Like, But then like... It's so easy to say that, but so many people don't have what they like. Like they don't know what they like. True. Yeah. True. Uh, I, I mean, I, in my age group, in my age bracket, the people that I talk with, like my friends from college and whatnot, 
um, they don't enjoy their jobs. They don't like what they're doing. You ask them like, so what would you want to do? Like, like what intrigues you? I don't know, nothing. Like, what do I do? It's just, so it's very difficult and to find what, what, what you like. And if you, if you find it, say for as a job not as just a hobby you actually have to like live off of it and it might also not be a good situation so like my best friend she's in between jobs right now um she was in um consulting at a boutique consulting firm after graduation and it's just I mean, the typical nine to five and a lot of travels and she doesn't like it. And mm-hmm. and now she's looking at a different job, but like it's not intriguing enough, but it's something different. So she's trying it mm-hmm. but just because she doesn't want to do her current job. But it's not like, oh, I know exactly what I want to do. I'm going to quit my current job. I'm going to go after that. It's not that. Mm-hmm. So well, I think... I think um... I was having this conversation with my mom. Like like a lot, like everyone. Like I, I mean, I've been through it as well. Like I didn't know what I wanted, and you know, everybody knows my story about. But you know what's interesting though? I was having this conversation with my mom because she sees like a a lot of her employees are are younger, and she and I agree with this. She says that the new generation, like the Gen Z, Mm. um, is so um, bad at dealing with stress yeah and i like i'm not saying you're old but you're not gen z (laughs) and and i feel like um the the previous uh, no it's not the previous generation Mm -hmm. but but just the the gen z before this gen z deals with pressure and stress a lot better than the current gen z yeah 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 i totally agree and also I've heard similar things along the lines of this and um, also um, them saying that like last time you get a job and you're very, very lucky to have a job. So you don't even care if it's, it's not supposed to be fun. That's why yeah. it's a job. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, when I, when people, when we talk about this topic, right, I always think of um, Maslow's pyramid of needs, right. And how a society develops. Yep. So, you know, the, the generation before us, you know, they weren't focused on their physiology, physiological needs, right? You know, you, you, that, you know they're, they're like looking to sort of literally physically survive. They don't have a shelter. They don't have all those basic needs that, that, you know, we take for granted today. But we're born in a generation or the next generation in China, especially, and especially more so in Shanghai, have all of that taken care of yeah and then as you go up that like pyramid of needs it's all it's a lot mental like esteem cognitive aesthetic self-actuate self-like actualization and transcendence right and if those needs are not met you know would would, would, were those needs like necessarily high priority for for the generation before who no they weren't right but once once you have like a home and you don't need that anymore because you already have one right so you know is it then that you then evolve and go further down this like pyramid and then the fit the, the, the mental needs are actually 
just more and and the pressures we face as a society now as a whole you know mentally what we're exposed to when we expose ourselves to all this digital media and social stuff you know that didn't exist uh you know in your parents generation is that also a factor as well you know yeah totally um dan recommended this book called range and i finished reading it recently and after reading that book i felt so good about myself because there's a lot of like um yeah there's a lot of stories about how um some people start their careers when they're in their 50s or late 40s and it's okay to like just keep changing and changing and changing and then some of the most successful people deliberately change the industry and they reinvent themselves every now and then so yeah so after I read that I was just like okay just remember like you're like walking your own path it's just at a different speed so Yeah. yeah, that's actually very similar to what I got from that book as well. I think that book starts off really strong because it starts off with Federer and um, yeah. Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. Two people that you definitely know. And yeah. two, like literally polar opposites. I didn't, I actually didn't know what it says about Roger Federer in that book. I didn't know that, right, yeah. until I read that book. And I, I don't know if you feel it, but I would say, you know, all three of us don't have a, like a regular lifestyle as a nine to five yeah mm-hmm. and then that sometimes you think like what the hell am I doing <laughs> you know like yeah. drifting from pillar to post but it kind of what we're actually doing is finding that direction and uh, like accumulating skills all the way through right that you know will hopefully you know cash out or become useful in the thing that you actually then decide to do Right. Can I just say, like, because it looks rosy on the outside, right? Like, we have our shit together, but inside, maybe we're like dying, right? So, yeah. obviously, yeah. I have lots of moments where I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like having a breakdown, right? And then I was listening to like someone on Oprah's podcast, and then she was having a breakdown because she couldn't have a kid. So, she kept praying. And first of all, I'm not religious, right? But she she's very religious, this woman. And she was praying and praying. And she's like, God, give me a sign, give me a sign. And then she looked out the window and there were like three turkeys. So she's like, what does that mean? So she Googled it. Like, what's the meaning of turkeys? And they said, okay, turkeys means um, like babies and having kids. So she's like, okay, that's a sign from God. And then she became pregnant. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Like not even religious. Who do I pray to? But I'm like, God, give me a sign. Give me a sign. Okay. Forgot about it. And that night I went for dinner this this happened literally like two days ago by the way I went for dinner and the bill came and it was 888.88 the invoice was 88808 and I was like yes I'm gonna be rich (laughs) and I've just been waiting for the the outcome but nothing has happened no, no, no you're 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 going to the lottery office every day yeah, yeah go to the lottery office go to the lotto jack like if you win i want to watch <laughs> oh that reminds me like you talk about coincidences or whatever yeah. um i was i was in a swimming competition mm-hmm. and and um we were eating outside for dinner and a bird pooped on my shoulder (laughs) so I I was literally eating I was like uh okay so then the next (laughs) day I had the competition and I for those again who those who don't know about I guess 
competition, competitive swimming in North America. If you go to these competitions, the big ones, like the provincial ones, you can um, you can hire a photographer there to take photos of you. So like you mm-hmm. pay a little bit and then they take photos during your heat. Mm-hmm. And um, while I was swimming, I was swimming butterfly and butterfly, you can, you know, lift your head out of the water to see. And I saw a photographer taking photos of me by the diving uh, stand. And I thought my mom had paid a photographer to take photos of me in the heat. I didn't think much of it. And the next morning I wake up and it, I I was the front page on the newspaper. And... <laughs> I, I had completely forgot about it because I thought my mom had paid it. And then I was like, oh my God, this happened because the bird moved <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dude, I, I, I had a bird like shit on my head. Yeah, fucking nothing happened except someone <laughs> a bird shit on my head, mate. Like literally like mm-hmm. fucking, it stank. I was like racing to get home and I can't remember anything where I was thinking, oh, that was worth it. <laughs> I stepped on poop when I was in Singapore. That was, I think, when I was interning there. And I was living in this shop house in the Geylon district. Yeah. Because um, it has I a lot really of I really want to say why. <laughs> but, okay. okay, first of all, because I thought, like, you know, it has good durian, that district. And second of all, people say it's dangerous, but it's only if you, like, live on the odd numbers or the even, I forget. And they had a really nice shop house there as an Airbnb, so I was staying there. I stepped on poop, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay, maybe I should go buy the lottery. And then by the station of the t- train, there is a lottery office. <laughs> And I went, I literally, I was filling out the numbers, you know, like random numbers. And I think like six or eight numbers. I'm like, okay, there's a last number. I've already written down all my lucky and favorite numbers. What do I do? So I looked down at the time at my phone. This was before I was interested in watches. So I didn't have a watch. I looked down at the time. And for example, it was 4.56 PM. So then I just added four plus five plus six. So it was 15, it was, um, yeah, 15, let's say. And then, so I just wrote down 15 and then I won 35 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Stepped on poop, won 35 bucks. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. But your life is exciting. So if you guys, like, if we go yeah. out randomly and then, and then, all of a sudden, Jacqueline needs to go buy the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. How <laughs> has how have you been, Daniel? And then we can wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, I just said like, just been training, just been like, yeah, just doing my stuff. Like like I said, like really got into this bespoke tailoring. Um, I've been watching like YouTube videos on Parisian gentlemen again and this guy mm-hmm. called Alison Kirby. Just you, you know what I'm like. I think anybody that's into watches is probably really like me. You just have to do the research. I just don't feel comfortable um, buying stuff. I think you know, you go to a tailor, and so many people are tailors now, but then how many are actually, you know, the artisanships of you know, real tailor, you know, really know you have your doubts right um but you want to also 
always have that ability to discern like between a good suit and a not a great suit you know the little details you can put in you know because it's yeah you know, i'm obviously going to go bespoke so yeah it's it's just a, a world you know i'm kind of enjoying it you know um yeah this whole world of exploring suit making again i kind of did it like when i was younger but i don't know it just feels a bit different now and yeah, this whole fragrance thing as well is also interesting me and then the pens and yeah all of it i don't know what i do know though is it's all going to cost money <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm doing this and i know yeah that's gonna uh, i'm making little mental notes like that's gonna cost that much that's gonna cost this much right add it together right do i want to spend this much like i mean yeah it's just a lot of fun you know just a lot of fun mm-hmm. especially at the beginning when you have to change like your whole wardrobe and you're always looking for the most versatile um like clothing you know and i guess it's really different for like <laughs> like men but yeah you're looking for classics and what what can i get the most usage of and, and mix and match and all this kind of stuff so that, that's what i've been doing but guys i just we round up though, before we round up Jack, I just tell us about your trip tell us about your trip to kari First of all, I just killed can a spider. Just, yeah, can we just take a moment to just be like, whoa. She killed I spider. literally, like while Daniel was talking, there was a spider that crawled right in front of my face. So then I had to turn off the camera because I didn't want to distract you guys. And then I like dug down, like how thoughtful am I, right? Because if I yeah. like, like was this and then all of a sudden no, I'm gone, also, like you guys be like- not wearing pants. Oh yeah, so- okay, yeah, that's- <laughs> another yeah that's another uh, reason then i had to turn off the camera and then i was looking for it and it was um beneath my lamp like right here so then i just i just killed it and i flushed it down the toilet how did you kill it i just squished it with your hands with my with tissue whoa bravo it was a white spider it was was pretty big Look at Jack's face. It's like when kids are like, okay, come on, compliment me. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's white. It's white with a big yeah, egg I'm just crack. thinking it's just a spider. Dude, Dude. if there was a snake on your head, you would be screaming. Yeah, but it wasn't though. It was a Dude, spider. Dude, can I say how fast it was crawling? It wasn't. Yeah, that means like... it's just going to go away, isn't it? Like, yeah, but then I'm not away. like wearing shoes. I was gonna say, what does that make a difference, dude? It literally crawled beneath my desk. What if it crawled on my feet? Nothing would happen. Yeah, it would. I would freak out. I I would (laughs) I would like kick myself, and then my 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 leg would slam the table, and then I would scream. Look, if if it didn't survive a chance within your hands, it's definitely not going to survive your foot. No, but if it no it's because if you, but you don't know where it lands so i need to like as soon as i see it, i need to either kill it or like throw it out you you obviously don't understand because you don't have a legitimate fear of something yeah. no I, I mean i uh i probably do have a legitimate fear of something but i yeah i'm just messing i yeah. once had a spider i was on my bed trying to sleep i look at my phone and then from the peripheral vision <laughs> I see something dropping and it was a spider dropping on its web. Like it's so scary. Cause I was scared that it was going to land on my bed and then I wasn't going to be able to find it. So I had to catch <laughs> it mid air while it was coming down and flush it. 
<laughs> Can you imagine when you're on your bed, like the safest spot that you feel at home, at home? Yeah. yeah. And then you see this thing that just drops from the sky. Oh my God. Okay, that's bad. I just remember, right? Like, long, long coming back to uh, just oh. one of her quarantine periods. And oh. just like the first thing she does is she goes to all like the the drainage oh, pipes, yeah. right? And just seals them off. Like, that's the yeah. first thing you do. I think like, that's the most important thing because once you're in quarantine, yeah. you're stuck in the room and you yeah. see a cockroach, that's it. Your life is like over. Yeah, yeah. I remember you calling me at like midnight or something. You said, Are you asleep? I'm like no. It's because oh my god! It was like it was like. But so I remember there was like, one time. I... And then it was like, and then it was like, no. And then you're like, oh my god. No, but I remember there was once I was also in another quarantine when I saw a spider and I was t- talking to you guys about it and you guys were like, oh, you can take a shit in the sink. You don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like terrible advice. No, we're brainstorming, <laughs> brainstorming for you. Yeah. Yeah. But recently, re- recently there was a cockroach under a pile of clothes, a huge pile of clothes. But I was naked. It was in the bathroom, and oh you don't understand being God. naked makes you feel like, like you're so vulnerable. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just like, oh my God, my life is over. Yeah. But yeah. There was once a cockroach that crawled in my suitcase. Okay, that's bad. When I was in Germany. That's really, really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, guys, I don't have a fear of spiders. I don't know what it's called. Something phobia. Um, Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was pretty scary. Like, right. while Daniel was talking about tailor, tailored suits, and it was just crawling. Okay. Anyways, what was your, what did you say? My my Europe trip? I was going to say, like, tell us about Kari. Oh, Okay. And did you see um, anybody else? Did you see anybody else out there? No, I only had a few. So I picked up my 3940, went to Kari. Oh, and then I, I I met a dealer friend. That's it. Um, but Kari was interesting. Kari, um I love scenic drives. I love I live for scenic drives. So um I rented a car and um just drove to his atelier and it was about one and a half hour it was really good weather although it was hot but he his atelier was um in um florier near motier and and um chateau de napoleon or something and it was at the tip top of a mountain and i drove through two really scenic towns and um it, it was just r- really calm and and relaxing so and i i went to his atelier and the view was great um he had big open windows so his watchmakers had great views um he was very kind showed me the dial uh that i had commissioned and we talked about like delivery and whatnot. And he showed me uh, some other watches that he was working on, the GMT, the, the World Time and the uh, new Inverse. So I got to see that. Oh, the new Inverse. Was, yeah, it was really cool. It was cool. Um, also so that's, that's, the new, is that's the new 28 Ti? That's the new 28, yeah. Um, but now it's in Tantalum. 
or uh, I think it's a serious made in tantalum without yeah. the power reserve indicator at the back. Mm. It was really nice. It was it was tantalum case with a platinum bezel. So it, it was the contrast. It was really nice. And then we went to his dial um Gieshe Amman uh a station. And it, there were just all these old machines that he had bought. And they were like hundreds of years old. Um, and the artisans were there, like, uh, literally crafting the dial. And um, I was wearing my breguet, and, which has a guilloche amon dial, uh, which was a co- complete coincidence. I didn't think of it because, like, he spotted it and then he was like oh can I see it and then the artisan who was working on the dial also spotted it I was like oh can I examine it or study it and they were examining the dial and then he was like oh this is a this is a vintage breguet do you guys remember like we were talking about with uh, raw pages podges mm-hmm. I was asking about the hand alignment it was that watch mm-hmm. and I was like holy shit <clears throat> the um the movement of this breguet is mm-hmm. the same base caliber that Kari used for his observatoires. Mm-hmm. It was complete oh. coincidence. Yeah, it was like peso mm-hmm. um, two sixty base movement. Mm-hmm. It was a complete coincidence. And then I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of nice. It felt like a little mm-hmm. full circle type thing. Um, and then yeah, we were at the station, and then he um, showed me the. He showed me a lot of stuff. He showed me how he packages the watches. And it was kind of random because I asked him, like, how do you ship your watches or, like, what boxes? And he has specific foam uh, watch boxes for shipping. And then he works with this local strap maker, this lady who uh, hand stitches uh, this leather pouch that reflects the same color scheme of your watch to put inside the wooden box to ship to mm. you so then it's also like a travel leather mm. pouch mm. so i thought it was very considerate yeah um i also wanted to ask i asked about the um collaboration between zenith and phillips and him because that was kind of like big watch news a few weeks ago so i'm like yeah how 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 did those uh you know how did that come to be and he was like yeah like phillips approached me two years ago and they're gonna auction off one watch at the november auction and those are also like competitive uh for competition the 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 movements mm. um yeah he was really nice i uh we'll get him on the podcast i already asked but he's on vacation um so we can ask more then but um, obviously now he's <clears throat> involved with Urban Jurgensen, mm. so we can ask about that. Um, the Who watch else is he involved in? Who else is he involved? He's, is he still doing like the Grunfeld Brothers dials? He's, he's he Akari uh, has a lot of projects going on. I think he, so. So he has his own uh, project, like his own brand. He's doing the finishing for the Zenith Phillips. That's already done. He has a case factory and also a dial factory. So 
he's making dials on custom order and I guess cases. Um, Do you know who's making cases for? Yeah, he made the cases for the Zenith watches, which okay. is interesting. Mm. Right? Look at that because, like, his, his signature is like teardrops, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, okay. So I asked about that actually because. So is he going to keep some of this signature for remote, for his own? And not, you know what I mean? Okay. Like... So I asked. And because the new models that he comes out with have this new lug design, which um, is the, I guess, now signature, but his signature is the teardrop lugs. So I asked him, I'm like, so why did you take away the teardrop lugs? And he said, well, just because it's time to do something new. And even though like something is your signature, like it doesn't, it shouldn't stop you from trying other things and experimenting so i'm like yeah that, that's a good point um i asked him so the watch that i ordered is a retrograde has a retrograde movement i asked him why he stopped making those because have you guys seen the retrograde that he does uh, it's it's uh, really cool is this a retrograde date it's a retrograde date and normally on a retrograde watch obviously when it reaches the end it jumps back right this one is has a buffer, so it glides back. Um, so it's really like visually oh. fascinating, and also it has a purpose. It doesn't damage the movement as much as the, you know, the sudden shock. movement, right? Yeah, the shock. Yeah. So I asked him like, why do you stop mo- making it? Because I've always liked your watches, but this was the one that really caught my eye, and I thought, you know, it, it's really cool, and people must, you know, like it. And he just said the same thing, you know, just even though something is, um, this is my, I guess the one takeaway that I had visiting his atelier was he's obviously a very smart man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like the watch world has a certain interpretation, be like Kari Vutalin and does a lot of limited editions and he would just repeat them. And then from what, so I asked him, I'm like, so wait, you stopped making it? Because I didn't know. Right. I thought he was still making the retrograde based on custom order. And he said, no, like we've stopped. Even if clients ask for it, we've stopped, which is surprising to me because I thought if a client were to approach, he would make. And he said he's made also like minute repeaters, tourbillons um, that he's just never even posted because the clients refer, uh, prefer not to post. Mm. So I guess he's doing a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Cool projects that people don't even know about. What's his waiting list now? I think five years. <laughs> five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we can get him on, and then um, we can ask more questions. I guess, like all these independent watchmakers, right? They have their own philosophy, their own style that they adhere to. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's. It's, it's like uh, Roger Smith was saying, you know, he just wants he wants to create a body of work of ten watches. Um, so he's on to series six now. But his aim is to get up to ten, um, and they're pretty much, you know, if you've seen his watches, they the design language is quite universal, right? You can tell a Roger Smith watch. It's um, British. Yeah, it's very British, <laughs> and the frosted uh, plating. Yeah, on the, on the bridges and stuff. So 
yeah, I guess every independent watchmaker, I, like that's actually very enlightening what you just said about Kari, because it sometimes I look at that brand and I, or look at him and what he does. And I think it's a bit like all over the place, you know, in a way. Yeah, which is, was my... Um, it's very incoherent. Yeah, it, it was my impression too, until like I, 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 I saw him and I asked him about it and he was like, no, actually, you know, we do stop. And then we try different, we go move on to different things. But the man has a dial factory, a case factory. So he takes on like custom. Oh, I'm really interested to know what this new inverse one looks like. When is it's it going to be released? I think in the fall. And how different does it look like to the old one? It's not that different. It doesn't have the power reserve indicator. So the does that make it like worse? Because it doesn't have the power reserve indicator. Well, um, depends on how you, the, the, it's more balanced in uh, now. And I guess they're doing a tantalum one. So how many pieces? I forget. It was like eight or something. Something like that. Yeah. 12. I forget. Okay. Are you digging it? No, it's all sold out. It's all sold out. You know how it is. Like before these things are even released, they're all sold out. So okay. no, I'm I'm very happy with my my watch. Um I got to see the dial. I got to make some changes to the original design. And I think it's gonna look is yours enamel dial or what is it? No. No. It's um it's art deco dial. So it's it's a hand engraved dial with the indices. Um, you know, normally it's guilloche, but then I chose hand engraving. But then um, the center dial and the sub dial, originally when I designed them, I wanted two different patterns of um, guilloche amon. But then when I saw the dial in person, I thought, okay, the main focus should be the hand engraving because that's the artisanal side right if i put another guilloche at the center another guilloche at the subsecond i think it's going to take away from the engraved numerals the art deco numerals so <clears throat> excuse me i asked him to leave the center blank and just engrave the subdial so it, when you when you look at it the first thing that you're going to see instead of like a dial that's full of patterns, it's going to be the big circle of hand engraved Art Deco indices. And then when you look closer, ah, behind the sub, sub second hand, you're gonna see the little uh, sun pattern that I chose for the guilloche. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna have, so the engraved indices are um, gonna be gunmetal colored. And then gun, so dark and gold, black gold hands as well um, on an ivory dial with olive um, accents. It sounds a, a mouthful, but I think when, when it comes together, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look pretty good. Did you say, because I think it's been delayed, right? So did you yeah. say when it's actually coming? <clears throat> he said this fall, but... Hang on, we're almost there then. <laughs> yeah, that's soon. Well, it was supposed to be March, right? Do you remember? So but, six months has been delayed. Well, I don't know if it's going to be ready by fall. Did it look like it? He had a chance. Uh, well, I asked. I'm like, no pressure. When do you think 
um, it might be finished. And he was like, well, now that you've visited the atelier and um, seen the dial and we have a clear direction, we've ordered the case. So it should be ready soon. By he said fall. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. I like it when you say no pressure because, you know, Chinese parents, if they say, yeah, yeah, 不着急, yeah it actually means do it now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, like, look, yeah. <laughs> like, look, I mean, you guys are on waiting lists and stuff. Of course, I want I want it as soon as possible. But like, what are you supposed to do? Like with the Roger Smith, right? You said it's eight years. Like, come on, you're not going to be able to. Like, we don't even know what the world's going to be like in eight years. So so just when it comes, it comes. I placed um, a deposit with Charles Frotchum, and it's also the ex- es- estimated delivery date is 2030. 2030? Yeah, it's 2030, so also eight years. How many pieces are they? How many pieces do they do a year? They, I think they do six, six to eight. Wow. And when that day comes, 2030. Yeah, so I'm I'm not even going to remember it, I don't think. So it's just like, okay, I put 10,000 away. Mm-hmm. And How many years uh, is that? that's like eight that's like, no that's eight years as well then. No, it's 8 years. 8 years. Yeah. So you like how are you going to rush? Like yeah, you rush, it's 5 years. Like what's the difference? It's still 5 years. <laughs> true yeah just get on the list yeah just get on the list. like just if you like if you see if you like it then get on i mean like even lung is 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 delayed have you guys seen the posts online like no. collectors aren't really happy with what they're doing um which is what what are they doing <clears throat> like first of all with the little long the, the moon face with the what's it called long the venturing a venturing dial <clears throat> Yeah, the adventuring dial. That one is delayed because, well, first of all, they're not taking orders anymore. And then um, there was a price increase mm. and there is a delay in production. Mm. So I think all their models are delayed <clears throat> and the collectors aren't happy because of the price mm. increase. <laughs> yeah. Which is the case with uh, Frotchum. Because, I mean, it made sense when he explained it to me. He was like, the price is dependent on the gold or the material that we use. We can't foresee gold prices in eight years. So mm-hmm. when it comes to your turn, like, it might, the price might be different. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> what is the average price of their watches then? Um. So the deposit is 10,000 pounds. And I think the price right now is around 70,000 pounds. And what, what is like um, unique about Charles Frodsham watches? Like what made you want to buy one? Well, I love the case, the, the design of the dial. And also it's the only watch with the George Daniels escapement. Um, and I mean which is significant. And now I think I'm moving a little bit onto movements. Mm. And um, they took 15, 16 years trying to develop this um, double impulse. 
chronometer. It's a chronometer too. So, but the watch is huge. Is it? Yeah. How big is it? I think 42. Whoa. Yeah. How do you know if it's? I don't. So, so, so that's, that was my main concern when Mm. I was inquiring. He said, um, but the case fits, the lugs are really short and downturn. So they're like, when you come to London, please come and try it on. You'll see how well it fits. It doesn't fit like a 42. It might so, be like a 38, more like a 30, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hoping, but yeah. I'll, I'll go if the I go. dial, man, it's like really clean. The dial is porcelain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no wonder it looks. It's, Look at that. It's, it's ceramic. Yeah. So, so it's really, um, and the numerals are hand applied. And then you yeah. can get something called ciphers which are like logos do you see how some i mean if you guys if you guys are looking at the photos there are a few watches with ciphers on them which is basically like because charles frotcham is such an old brand like they actually put like blacksmith logos on Mm. the case Mm. or um like yeah house ciphers on the dial so you can choose that i didn't choose that you can you can order this one for $34 to try. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's the 22 karat gold yeah. one. So they okay. only, the, the only yellow gold they do is 20, wait, 22 or 24, 22 karat. Um, but I didn't choose, yeah. I, I didn't go with the gold. I chose yeah. uh, stainless steel, which is the yeah. cheapest. Nice. Um, but it's again it's eight years like i don't even know how like i'm not like am i even gonna be here in like who knows you could be like a mother of four no 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 no, exactly i don't know what's gonna happen what 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 other pieces are you looking at are there any like um like independent brands that i don't know of that you're looking at i mean i know i tell you guys everything because it's like the workmanship on this stuff, man, is so good. Like, it's hard, isn't it, to look? Oh, it's, it's good, man. The movement. Look at it. It's beautiful. In the well, it's very British, you see. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be biased, aren't I? Because I have that in mind. Yeah. When you when you flip it around, you're like, ah, okay. But then when you look at it up front, it's like, okay, what's what's really special about this? If you didn't know that the dial is ceramic, you're like, okay, it's just the white dial. But you kind of can tell, like. There's something up with the dial, you can though. Tell, but people who don't really know, like I don't think they can tell. Um, but then when you flip it around, it's like a Moritz Grossman movement. When you flip around, you're like, oh my god, yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. What other watches am I looking at? Um, independent. I mean, Atelier the Chronometry. Yeah. That's I'm waiting on that as well. That's basically it. Atelier the Chronometry. There was this um. There was this guy called David Cotterill that Roger Smith mentioned um, in the podcast. Yeah, so I actually had a quick look at, um, yeah, that. I saw a pretty cool watch today um, by this guy named Remy Cools. He made us. Mm, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, but I I think he needs time to like polish it up. Remy Cools watches. uh, I don't 
Yeah, it's like a lot of empty space, yellow gold. It's very early drawn. Yeah. So it's very rustic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost like a race, you know, when these independent watchmakers come, it's like a race to get on the books, man. Otherwise, like, because they're so limited on the production that their waiting list can just go sky high so quickly. um, Once. You know, I mean, in watch communities now, hundred people, you're making like, I don't know, less than ten a year. Done. You're done for ten years. Like, you yeah. know. So this is why, like, that's I, why I'm asking I, you guys, because like, if you guys have like seen some good shit, let me know, man. Like, yeah, I know, I know, Long, you're like, you you love Lang and Hain, don't you? No, but you know what? Like, you know how you have. I think we kind of talked about how like you have been wearing the Fitbit. I wear the Apple Watch a lot, right? Yeah. And then we're kind of just and someone messaged me recently and was like, hey, did you stop? Like you're not even looking at watches anymore. And I said I didn't deliberately stop, but it's just mm. like nothing has been exciting. But sure. of course I can of course there's always unlimited number of of like exciting things if you go study independence, right? But I'm also kind of like one, there's like and I said this in our group chat to Jack, right? There's life before COVID and life after COVID. And then after COVID, I just realized that like, okay, I actually can never predict what's going to happen. So I need the watch like now. <laughs> like I want to be able to be like, I really like this and I can wait a month or I really want yeah. to get it now. <laughs> like I just need it yeah. now. So instead of progressing with what I can buy and what I should be looking at, my taste has just gone like backwards and gone into more like, what can I buy now? No, no, no. It, it hasn't on? gone backwards. Yeah. It's gone like. It's adjusted to the times. It's, it's, it's it yeah, it's gone to where it's supposed to be. You know, it, this is not normal. Yeah. In my opinion, like what's currently happening is do, do not you, normal. Do you find, well, actually, like when you say pre COVID, post COVID, yeah. What about like your clothing? My Has clothing? that changed? Okay, but it it has, you know, when Jack was like describing like uh, how she dresses, like to walk to to the like paddock salon and just in general, this is my situation in Hong Kong that most people don't understand. For example, if you actually hang out with me a lot, I, okay, let's say Dan, like when you were in Hong Kong, I can wear a dress like any day with sneakers. Like that's when I'm most comfortable, but I don't ever wear a skirt or a dress or anything that shows my legs to work. So first I need to wear one outfit just to go to work. And then after that, so it's usually like sweatpants and a t-shirt. So it already looks kind of odd wearing a a dress watch. And then after that, and if I want to go out, then I need to change. So I'm always living this double life, I feel. And I really just want to wear shorts <laughs> and I want to wear shorts and be like a bum. And then I went to, I told Dan this, I went to RM two days ago just to be like, hey, I just want to check. Like I half a year ago, I kind of just put in like my request for like 67. And I I know I'm maybe five years down the list, but I just want to know like, where am I now? And they'll, they were like, obviously the same thing as you which is like what the fuck is she wearing because I was basically wearing <laughs> uniqlo sweatpants um <laughs> super ill-fitting it was like not too loose not too tight even I'm looking at it like what the fuck am I wearing uh slippers <laughs> and then t-shirt, like a national geographic t-shirt that says 
<laughs> Save the earth. And it was turquoise. <laughs> so you look like a hippie. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I was like, first of all, I never comb my hair. So I was like, oh my God. I'm like this, basically. My my hair. Hey, like, I want to check my 67. Yeah. And I go in and then I'm like, oh, I see the Rafa book. They have a bunch of Rafa books, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm carrying a tennis racket because I'm going to tennis. So I was like, this is perfect, right? And then I'm like, look, I need like I'm not trying to get the 67 just to get it. Like I have a legitimate reason. I, this is like a daily watch from morning till night. As you can see, I just came from work. I'm going to tennis and I will never take this watch off. And I was explaining. After explaining, she looks at me like I'm crazy. And then she goes, um, so which color do you want? I was like, no, it doesn't matter about the color. It's about being practical. <laughs> I was explaining. And then she was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, but we have a new list. Like you have to keep coming in. So we know you're still like interested. And it's been half a year since you came in. I was like, yeah, duh. Like, why would I come in for no reason? Right. And then she's like, okay, let me just put you on the list again. (laughs) I need to tell you that reminds me. Remember the lady that I was introduced to, to see the new watches at Paddock? Yeah. I was asking them, I was like, look, I've never bought a watch from you guys directly mm-hmm. like all the paddocks i've owned are either from auction or uh collectors or dealers so if i were want if i want to like what what do i do and she literally said it's not rude to just keep coming back and showing up i'm like are you sure yeah <laughs> like yeah. i don't want to be like yeah hey <laughs> like yeah. remember yeah so <laughs> this yeah. And she said, just do that. It's not rude. I'm like, but what do you really? talk about? Yeah, yeah exactly. like, what do you talk about? Like, exactly. hey, like, I just want to remind you that, like, that's so awkward. If I were the sales representative, I would yeah, hate yeah. the person that keeps coming back, like, randomly and showing these fake kindness. And, 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 like, I'm not like, okay, well, personally, I'm not like that. Yeah. And, and she, at a very senior position, she recommended it so okay who knows yeah so when, when long long told me that yesterday about rm right like i've had similar experiences where like they come to me and say yeah i'll put you back on the list i'm like what do you mean you put me back on the list i thought i was already on the list like what, what why was i even off the list and it apparently is you have to keep showing up but then like why would i keep showing up when I've told you I want to be on the list. Like, there's only how many coffees do you want to go with me? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And you know, why see, would you take me off the people, list? No, I, I, I don't get it. And you know, I, I'm not. You got. I mean, you asked that. my details, right? You asked for my email, telephone. Why don't you call me and say do you still want to be on the list? <laughs> like, why do we have to yeah. go and show up and tell them all the time? It doesn't make any sense at all. And yeah. Uh, okay just, you know how now ap is kind of dipped yeah, a little yeah. bit it's in what sense you mean like well, like every sense like people are tired of okay i'm seeing a roll out yeah and um i feel like now might be a good time yeah, <laughs> for I'm, you to I'm show the same like because nobody's really 
yeah like caring about asking for ap's are you are you actually before we move on right long mm-hmm. you said you mentioned something in what you just said right and i didn't want to interrupt you at the time yeah. but it sounds like a really stupid question but honest it's an honest question yeah why can't you wear a skirt to the office because i think it's um because it's mainly all men which is fine right which is like what's wrong with you like are you like yeah, so what, what is it about the fact that it's all men that is it are you un- like you're obviously uncomfortable but what are you uncomfortable about uh i just feel like it's disgusting <laughs> like oh my god so like listen the- to my like no, listen to like my- it's because i've never because as a guy right yeah i have to be honest i've never thought about like that that <laughs> costume out- outfit you're wearing today yeah had so much thought behind it or you didn't want to wear it i'm like oh Really? okay th- this is this is the thing I have always like really struggled with I don't want any part of my personality or anything related to me to be even somewhat uh like identified with anything to do with my physical appearance because I'm not used to it like my whole life was about people telling me I'm ugly I'm ugly right and then so I was really happy being good at something like being good at sports uh, l- like being a nerd right? So when I got older, and then people start to compliment me about my looks, it's really confusing. And it stresses me out. And it's like, okay, just stop. Like, just you, you can think this in your head, but stop telling me it annoys me. But I also love to be really expressive and wear really crazy clothes. But I just want but to just grow- don't, yeah. compliment yeah, I, don't compliment no, me. Don't compliment me. No, I get yeah. that. I so get I that. always want to be in a different country where I, I'm not the center of attention, or I'm not noticed, but I can still be like weird. But just uh, if I can, I'll just try and like not be that or draw attention to myself. But I'll do it happily if I'm in a group of friends, like group of people, because I still feel like, oh, I can still like hide. But it just annoys me so much. And then doing this like double life kind of like thing, like changing on stuff. Can I ask a question yeah. that's <laughs> like a little stuff. bit off yeah. topic? Yeah. Like you were mentioning how you wear like very casual clothes to to, to work, but then you feel like it's weird to wear a dress watch. Yeah. I wear very casual clothes and most of my watches are dress watches. No, I told dad this. I would like, this is the other But would you think that's weird? Like if you saw, like, for example, me, you didn't know me, right? And I was wearing very casual clothes, but I was wearing, let's say like a vintage Calatrava. No, I actually think it's amazing. And I'm yeah, actually I do too. That you yeah, could, yeah, I think it's pretty, it says a lot. It yeah. says a lot. And yeah. I really want to do it. But it's a few times that um, the office people said, uh, oh, yeah, I like I found your Instagram. And I know you're into watches, whatever. And look, I have this Rolex sub. So then, and then I was like, no. So <laughs> I decided <laughs> to wear um, like a lot of long sleeves. Yeah. And then... But yeah, so it's always been the thing, like I keep telling myself, okay, next month, I'm not going to care. Next month, I'm not going to care. And then this is also why I thought about, okay, maybe it's time to just look at Royal Oaks again. Given the timing, one, it's impossible to buy anything. And then two, um, would it be that weird to wear something I care less about? Like it probably is a better idea to Mm -hmm. be like, okay, this is black ceramic, whatever, just wear it daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's all good. Yeah, are you gonna get the when you talk about black ceramic? You're talking yeah. about the Carolina yeah. Bucci, right? Yeah. So, like, when we recorded that episode, you hadn't seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you've seen it. 
Go on, give us the lowdown. What do you think of it? Are you going to get one? Okay, but did you see the photos I sent you guys? Yeah, I really, I really couldn't get, like, I struggled to get the rainbow, like, onto the dial. But what about the normal black ceramic? The normal one is really nice. It actually is, like... They've changed it, haven't they? uh, Only the tiniest, tiniest bit. Like, you can barely tell the difference, but... Just uh, you can tell in many years you still be like. Okay, Wait, long. There's the new 37 Torbion. Did you see that? I think you. No, I haven't seen it, but I think that will that be. That would be nice. Really, really crazy. That would yeah. be nice. 37. Yeah. yeah. But I always, I also think when they made that, okay, not that it's uh, related to me, but I also think they must have discussed this. Like, hey, I think guys are looking at smaller sizes. No, totally. Yeah. They, 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 they are, and uh, I, I mean, I, I know because. Yeah. The person told, yeah, told me. Yeah. Yeah. And because I always said, like, I would want a Turbion, but you guys only make it in 41. And um, yeah. so they're like, oh, you might like what's happening soon. So then they release them like, oh, okay, you didn't lie. Um, but also, I mean, I only have the, I mean, I have two Rolex, but mm. you know how it's the summer and you would think, yeah. oh my God, it's a sport watch. It's a summer watch. Yeah. It's so heavy and it's just like I always thought that it yeah. would be a good summer watch yeah but white gold and it's mm. not a good summer watch option so if you were to get the ceramic I think it would be like perfect it's so light you don't even need to think yeah. about yeah but I also thought you can get it though right long like well, or you, you again never, you never yeah know, right like, I was gonna say know. yeah so yeah. Like sometimes when I see like, okay, they, they, uh, if they say, Hey, you want to meet up and have lunch or have dinner? I always think like, okay, I'm not going to have lunch and dinner. And then be like, <laughs> I like every time I've been the same, like, sorry, I don't, there's nothing I want, <laughs> which is so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, tell us about the, uh, Cartier thing. You know, you're featuring on Cartier's like, sorry, I had to ask you as you were taking a drink. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, you're featuring on Cartier's official Instagram page. Um, you did a little like video with them. Yeah. Tell us about that. Tell hey. us the yeah. tell us the experience. Tell us, tell us like you don't need how, to tell the backstory. Tell us like how fearless that experience was. Okay. <laughs> First of all, we need to clarify that this is not Cartier, the team. So then, you know, like mm. on a professional level, like it's not yeah, really. Yeah, it's nothing all. against so it's Cartier. Com- yeah, it's a PR yeah. company that they outsource to. But OK, first, I know I'm not cut out to be an actress or anything that requires me to be like. Memorizing <laughs> yeah, to act. read <laughs> off of a script. Yeah. And then. um it was just okay first it's shot like by myself right so they send you all the ring lights and the phone and everything um and then you have to they have to vet your outfit so they send you a ppt with all the details like what you have to wear and all this kind of stuff um and then the funny thing was before when we're doing the prep work and going back and forth Okay, this is the thing that like I'm obviously taking personally, which I shouldn't, right? Yeah. It's like obviously you vetted my Instagram, and no matter how trashy I am, to some level, I must have a basic understanding of Cartier is a very prestigious brand, and I cannot look trashy, and it needs to be clean, it needs to be neutral toned. Obviously, I know this. 
And I was even like in the emails going back and forth. I was even like, don't worry, I'm going to remove all the Van Cleef jewelry. I know it needs to be, <laughs> the makeup will be like plain. Like obviously my nails won't be a mess. Like all the stuff that I thought they would care about. Um, and then I even said, this is the reference of the watch. And then um, it's this color. I like went through everything. And then the funny thing was they kept going on about like, are you sure you have the watch? Uh, are you sure? And I, and I even told them, and then subsequently we had these video phone calls where the Cartier team also sat in and the Cartier team were very happy, like about having, like me having the vintage one. So they're like, yeah, you should wear the vintage one. It's so cool. Blah, blah, blah. So in my heart, I was like, yeah, this is finally someone that actually knows. Right. And, and then I was like, they finally, they must have actually kind of thought about who they picked then, right? And then afterwards, it went back to, no, you have to wear the modern one. So I was like, yeah, okay. This goes back and forth for a while. And then when we start, so we, when we start doing the test shoots, it was more about, is the background plain? And I was like, yeah, that's easy. Just a white background, wooden chair. Everything is fine. And then I had to like prep my answers on Word and send it to them. And this goes back and forth. And they're like, don't worry. This is just for you to mentally know how to like reply. And I told them like, hey, um, so I understood at this point, there's a lot writing like on the line for this PR firm. So obviously it's fair for them to see whether I can even speak, right? So I was like, look, this is the Alange one I did. Like, so you can kind of gauge what I sound like and then how I speak and then how I should like fine tune it for you guys, right? Um which I don't think they ever looked at because they were still kind of like surprised I could speak English this well. <laughs> and then when I started answering, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. But that's not what you wrote on the, on the document. And I was like, yeah, but you said it's like just along those lines, right? Obviously when you speak, I don't speak like that. Word for word, then, yeah. Yeah, and so then they're like, yeah, we know, we know. Okay, let's do it again. So we do it again. And it's like, yeah, but you missed that word. And then I was like, oh, okay. Basically. You literally want me to read. Yeah, but you just don't want me to say that. Yeah. So then I ended up being like, because there was no place to stick the piece of paper, right? Or to like look at the piece of paper. So it's like, okay, pause and memorize the thing and then press play and then do it. But the more you want to do it, the more you can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The more yeah. you want to come across like naturally, like it's coming out of your mouth the first time. Yeah the more it doesn't sound like that. Right? Wait, how do they get the, how do they get the watch to you? Did you did they show no, I had a tank. I already had this modern blue tank. Oh. But the thing is if you watch the video, you never see the watch. You can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it. I don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> you can't see anything. There was yeah. no point for them. Like to but in the PPT them. they gave you pants options or whatever. Yeah. yeah like I they should, yeah. even they were even like, okay, um you like at one point they're like okay stop the camera like this part your collarbone is shiny <laughs> like so like go and put powder here so I was like oh okay like I went to put powder here and I came back and then I was looking at myself I was like whoa I don't know what filter they're using but it's probably gonna be like brown or I'm gonna look creamy right <laughs> yeah they went black and white in the end yeah, I was like, man, I don't even need to do anything. Thank <laughs> God, one, I didn't even get my hair done. I just like washed my hair. And then two, just like whatever, came back from work. And I think at that point, I was so exhausted from how many rehearsals I had to do for this that I really didn't How care. many? Um, A lot. <laughs> how many times they ghosted you? <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot. And then 
yeah it's just never ending yeah. like it's it's never yeah and then after I shot which I I blocked out uh four hours right but I was like there's no way I can exceed four hours but it finished in three hours plus and then I was like I'm so sorry like I'm so unprofessional like I'm just really bad like I can't do camera stuff and they're like don't worry this is the shortest one we have done <laughs> I was like what yeah because that that skit is what 15 seconds yeah. half a minute yeah and you spent like just recording was three and a half hours and that doesn't include the amount of endless meetings you had right yeah and also because every time I spoke my eyes were looking to the left upper left corner like when you recall information yeah right so they kept saying okay no look forward so I this is why I realized the best way to like avoid looking that way is to go like this <laughs> just keep moving your head <laughs> oh my god so you had to wear a tank but you're talking about the panther right? yeah <laughs> yeah by the way i offered to them I said, hey, I would love to understand the watch because I actually think when you read about the, if you actually read about the history, you're like, okay, it's actually very interesting. So I said, if you actually want me to understand this watch, I don't mind buying one and I will actually wear it to see what it feels like for a week or whatever, right? And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's And no, no, actually, that's not what they said. They said, no, 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 we are not going to send you a watch. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not saying that you're going to send me a watch and they and this goes back and forth and then I'm like man either my English is really bad or they just don't my English. that is so like I think we've all been there we've looked at an email and you think I just told you or like like and then if it happens enough time you just resign to give up like okay you think what you think yeah and then I also realized from this which all the French people listening will hate me for I, I was like, okay, you can always learn something from experiences. What I learned is, okay, German people are always on time. I'm very professional. And French people are just very bad with time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Italians. Yeah. 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 How much is a panther anyway? Uh, I think it depends like, on the, the material. The bracelet, yeah. Yeah. Because the gold bracelet is really about, cheap. yeah, it's about 40, under 40 or just 40. Yeah. And it 40. depends on like how many, uh, 40 USD. And okay. it depends like how many thingies, rounds that you want to go and then whatever. It's not bad looking. I see it a lot on like older people and it looks good. Mm. It, yeah. it's, it's a different one, like from the tank, isn't it? Like the tank is yeah, such it a, looks like a... And the Ballon Bleu, you know, yeah. I, I, I actually really don't like the Ballon Bleu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. It looks like uh, Santos on a bracelet. Ah, uh, it's quite classy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I just thought it was, I mean, and also because you read the Cartier book, right? Yes. So you, you realize, okay, the brothers are all really smart. So you have a, yeah, a lot really of respect smart. for the brand, right? Yeah, yeah. So then you're like, okay, this is what has become of the company and so on. So I always thought, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. But then I keep thinking like, because I see this with like, um, 
okay, like if I look at a Japanese brand, it's really common for the business to run for like six generations, seven generations, and still maintain that quality, like soy sauce mm. or whatever. Mm. And then you look at these brands like this, and then you're like, okay, and this is very different. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that book is really good, man. Yeah. Such a good book, the way that's been written. I'd yeah. love to get her onto the podcast, but I'm not Maybe sure she's try yeah i asked her before but we weren't as big as uh we are now so okay let's just edit that out <laughs> <laughs> okay look at both of you cringe when i said that okay, let's, like... let's say now so that we can look back one day at this yeah. point who do you want to interview the most because last time jacqueline wanted to interview that like chinese like whatever rapper like singer or whatever right <laughs> No, no, let, let's confine it to the watch industry right okay so who would you want to interview uh the most right now right i have a burning desire to interview ben climber i really want to interview ben climber uh okay yeah i, I would love to do like theory stern yeah yeah he'd be good yeah for sure yeah mm. oh would you go for would you go for philippe or thierry theory okay yeah jack one person see i wanted to say beaver mm-hmm. but he, he he crossed my mind too i feel like i don't even i'm not sure what he's doing because he just he he he, <coughs> he um is now on the board of a really young like like watch mm. like i yeah yeah maybe Hey, does it include watch collectors? Yeah. Yeah. So like John Mayer is a watch collector, right? That's Sheeran. Oh, yeah. You love John Mayer. Ed Sheeran. I I don't know if... Did she send the same photo to you, Jack? Yeah, I put it in the chat. All right, yeah. Sitting at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. Let me know after your date with John Mayer. Yeah. John, okay, I was looking at old photos of John Mayer. I don't know why. When he was dating um, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. And, dude, that guy has, yeah, it's, it's, it has good taste. Like, he was wearing a... Uh, like, in woman? <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Watch <laughs> Well, I was looking at old photos of him and Katy Perry, but then I was looking at the watches he was wearing. He was wearing mm-hmm. like twenty four ninety nine. He was wearing a on a yellow gold five thousand four on a bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what would be interesting is to see if any of this rubbed off on them and whether they went on to collect cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like I feel like celebrities sometimes. Because, well, actually, I don't know. Like, is it easier for them to get watches? Because if they can... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But then if you watch uh, that Ben Klein podcast with Ed Sheeran, he also yeah. had to wait like four or five years. Yeah, but, well, but the thing is, right, has Ed Sheeran, when he was into watches, ever had the life of a normal watch collector? Exactly. Right? Like, I, I remember, right, in my dentist days, right, I had this, um, this lady come in and she uh used to work in manchester for one of the big like uh jewelers right that also sold watches and they were 
you know, they were the ones that were selling watches to the footballers, like David Beckham, Ryan Giggs, you know, all of them, right? Dude, like, they couldn't wait to give them to them, you know? Like, they would, I mean, I don't know, they, they, they didn't even have to go into the store. So, I mean, now we kind of think, yeah, okay, nothing amazing about that. But, like, back then, you know, they would go to a hotel room. They'd rent out the hotel room. Um, David Beckham would walk in. They'd show him the pieces there. And you'd say, oh, you know, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll take this. And, yeah, there you go, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so much, I mean, just so much easier. I think it must be even easier now, like, the fact that if you are a a media person with like any kind of um social media following they, they're gonna want yeah 100 if, if you said to them yeah i'll give it to you but i want you to mention my business yeah uh yeah they will <laughs> okay if jack it, i mean is your job dream job still to work at an auction house or well, not dream job one of your dream jobs mm, i think what I, are you asking that because you think that once I like affiliate myself with an auction house, they might give me watches? No, I actually was thinking more like they send you to deliver the watch to like John Mayer. Oh, okay. If that happens, I'll bring you along. <laughs> yeah, Long Long can be the assistant. You can be the one that like, Describe. I don't know, like wraps the watch on his i don't sure. but i still want to work at um a fast food chain at least once in my life oh i've already done that yeah I know. <laughs> you're missing out when are you gonna do that oh, don't you want to don't you want to work at like starbucks or something as well yeah so it's either starbucks uh one of the fast food chains or a, a cafe or like a donut place or something oh no, mcdonald's yeah, okay <laughs> mcdonald's then um Dude, I honestly think if you can work at like a, I don't know, like a, like a boutique little cafe shop and then learn all these, it's, I think it's a cool experience. Yeah. Try, try that in Hong Kong. See what the boutique cafes are like here. Yeah, wow. sure. Is it bad? It's, no, it's just super fast and rushed. Yeah, it's not yeah, like those like yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice, quiet ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. That was a good catch up. Um, Thanks for listening to us talk rubbish. Yeah, so I, I think like the takeaway is like if you want us to interview somebody, feel free to shoot one of us a DM. Um, maybe explain why you think this person uh, we should interview them. <laughs> like why we should interview you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think also we need to emphasize, right, um, that it isn't like you don't have to be famous or anything but it's always about like the story you know yeah. so if you think this person and and i think people that do listen to this we aren't about oh you got this piece you got that piece and you got this piece yeah like just telling us what pieces you've got and which you know you bought this piece after this piece is not that interesting right so it's like the story that goes on behind it um so yeah happy to interview collectors industry people um and obviously you guys know, because we just said who we really, really, really want to interview. So if anybody could make that happen, that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I guess that's it. Like we'll wrap it up. And um oh, uh, and, and we'll make an exciting announcement next time on the next podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um are we? Yeah, okay. we will. All right. Clearly you are. <laughs> we will. Okay. All right. Have a good day, guys. Okay, Thank see you. Bye. Yeah, bye bye. As always, thank you for listening to the waiting list podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at the waiting list podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.